This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Happy Wednesday, Secret Squad. We're halfway through the week, so that means a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. This episode is going to be like going to the dentist, but I mean that in a really very good way, so don't be scared. Dr. Kaurush Madahi is a cosmetic dentist and smile expert to the stars with clients like Olivia Culpo and Bella Thorne. Dr. Madahi has pioneered the category of anti-aging dentistry, where he shaves years off of a face simply by upgrading the smile. He's here to tell us how to get that beautiful, bright, youthful look that we all want without all of the pain. I'm also excited to dive into oral health care and how it dramatically affects our gut and brain health. Thrilled to talk about all of that. So close your eyes and take a deep breath. This is the secret to a brilliant, youthful smile. Well, like I said in the intro just now, this has been a topic that's very near and dear to my heart because I feel like I've been in the dentist chair my entire life. So I'm really thrilled to have you here. So are you going to make people less scared also to visit their dentist? Yes, absolutely. So definitely how to look better with less pain, right? And in a short period of time, I think that's the whole goal, right? So I have always um, proud, I'm proud to tell you that the whole basis of my own practice has been how to do things efficiently and painlessly, right? And I started, when I started my practice 35 years ago, I started to analyze what are the different things that people are scared of. One is that you you walk into a dental office, the smell of the dental office reminds you of all the bad experiences you've had. Just the smell alone. So I made sure all of those products that have that particular smell do not make it in my office. (gasps) I love that. <laughs> Isn't it? That's, That's just one. That's just one thing, right? And then the other one is that you don't want pictures on the wall of people's smiles or teeth. I've put art. So what you want is a spa-like setting that calms people down. So you love decorating. I can see from all the different things you have here. So imagine having neutral colors, calm colors, how it also calms the patient down. So colors, what's on the walls, all of these things have an impact. So a lot of where anxiety and fear comes from is previous experiences and trigger points, right? So the triggers normally, the smell, um, the sight of looking at teeth or the instruments that are on the tray, All of these things are trigger points for people. That is so true. The minute you walk in the door and you see all of these these photos of unhealthy teeth or just the mouth and and you're like, oh my gosh, that's exactly why I'm here. You start to get very nervous. Absolutely. 
because that triggers all of those different experiences for you. So if you are looking at a place where you don't know that you're in a dental office, right? And then you don't see all of these instruments everywhere and you don't see all these pictures and people truly care about you and they're listening to you. So the next thing is a lot of the times patients tell me uh, when I'm talking, they don't listen. Would they is they're, they're either the uh, dental hygienist, the dentist or the assistant, and they continue to do what they think. So sitting there calmly and listening to the patient and finding out exactly why they're there and what it is that they want to accomplish goes a long way in terms of alleviating their fear. I love that because you're listening to them. I mean, I'm a very visual person. So yeah. everything you're saying to me right now, I'm visualizing and, and it, it really truly makes a difference if I'm there speaking with you and I'm not looking at all of the instruments that That's right. maybe aren't even going to be used on me. That's right. But I'm thinking, oh, wow, that looks scary. But instead, I'm in a very pleasant surrounding. We're talking one-on-one. -on -one. You're truly listening to me. Everyone's listening to me. It, it's as if we've we're not even in a dental office. I think that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. So then you go beyond that aspect of it. And once the treatment starts, so we go into people that have fear of a dentist because of fear of needles, mm -hmm. right? Now the needle can be related to dentistry or it could be related to getting vaccines when they're little kids in a medical office. So the fear of needle and pain associated with the needle becomes the next thing that we have to overcome, mm -hmm. right? We have someone on our staff that's very afraid of needles so she right. can really relate to this. Yeah. So what do we do about that aspect of it? First of all, uh, it's all about not even seeing the needle, number yes. one. Number two is using gels that are so powerful in terms of the numbing part of the gum. And then the actual pain that is associated with anesthetic comes from a burning sensation mm -hmm. that's associated. And that's due to a particular type of... Um, medicine that's in the anesthetic, which is epinephrine. Mm -hmm. So what we do, we use the gel, then we use an anesthetic that does not have an epinephrine first. So the burning sensation is not there. There is a numbness that starts, and then we go with more powerful anesthetic where the, you do not feel the burning sensation. So again, it's steps that you take mm -hmm. to try to make sure that people do not have the experiences that they've had in the past. That's so wonderful. Right? Yes. Now, then we go into, so why are they afraid of dentists? So one is that they were getting worked on and at that particular time they had pain and their pain was ignored. They said, I, I, it is painful. They said, oh, just a little bit more mm. or uh, um, it's just going to be over right now or I can't numb you anymore, any of these type of things. Right. Mm -hmm. So another thing is that if you feel any pain, raise up your hand, we'll stop, we'll make sure you're not in pain. Reassuring the patient that we are not gonna go through a painful experience. So the reassurance is very important. Yes. And then there are patients that are may not be afraid of the needle so much, but their noise of the drill is the one that triggers them because when the drill was on, they experienced pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So 
with those patients, we use um, sort of headphones, music, that type of a thing to sort of decrease the type of noise oh. that's associated with it. Oh, I love that. And then there are patients that are so phobic. They're of dentists. They're shaking. Their heartbeat is beating really hard and their blood pressure is going up. And it's not a healthy situation for them. And then, then they need a lot of work. For those type of patients, then there is the way of sedating them with an anesthesiologist in a safe manner so that they don't have to listen to the sound of the drill or any of these things and they can get the work done. Oh, I love that. And you offer that. Yeah. Oh, I think that's very, very important. I've had to have so much work done. I've had dental implants done and a lot of things done that I've had to have an anesthesiologist present right. for a lot of work that I've done in the dental office and... Uh, I think that's so important, and I think there's wonderful when my dentist or orthodontist or anyone has uh, offered that. So yep. I, yep. I love that you support yep. that as well. Right. And then there are also one other thing is that there's also a fear of unknown. What mm -hmm. is going to happen? So by explaining the procedure beforehand and as you, I am going through it, telling them where we are with it, what we're going to do next, all of that reassures the patient in terms of that they know what's mm -hmm. happening and some weird unknown thing is not going to happen to them. That also uh, allays their fears and they're going to be a lot more relaxed. Oh, I love that. And when they have those headphones on, they can still raise their hand if they Absolutely. have a question or that Absolutely. they're feeling something. Yeah. That's wonderful. Absolutely. So that's the, I think that's the aspect of it in terms of what people are afraid the most, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then we really get into um, the actual work. And what I found to be very important is that the faster you can start that work and finish that work, the better the patient feels. Yes. Once something is dragged on and on and on and on, it sort of wears on you. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have enough energy to deal with the different dental appointments and mm -hmm. also the fear you already have, all of that makes it a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So we have made sure not only the type of equipment that we're using, the type of materials we're using, all of it is toward more efficiency. So an example is if you're doing a full mouth reconstruction, mm -hmm. imagine that we're working on 28 teeth, um, so you go to different places and they say, well, it cannot be done all on one day. It is multiple days over a couple of months to do it. We are able to do this kind of work from start to finish within two weeks. The first appointment is four to six hours and we're working on all of the teeth. How is that possible? Using an electric handpiece instead of an air-driven handpiece makes you work so much faster in terms of, so you're not doing anything with the quality of the work, uh -huh. you're just increasing the efficiency of that appointment. <gasps> Using material that much more fast setting <gasps> rather than an impression being in your mouth for long periods of time. So all of these things have also helped in terms of being able to do something so fast. That is so wonderful because if you know that you're going to be there and get that much work done in one appointment, you can plan it, you can allot the time, and that would be amazing. Yeah, and knowing that you go, it's gonna be done in two weeks. Yes. More importantly. 
you know it's going to be done in a couple of weeks. That's it. Now, I'm not talking about implants, but I'm talking about right. veneers, crowns, all the reconstructive work. So you know you're going to be done in two weeks. That in itself calms you down tremendously. Yes, it does. Now, we, for a period of time, we were doing this work with, within one week. It was one week smile makeover. What we found is that the body has not had enough time to recover from the first appointment. So the teeth became too sensitive if we were doing it too fast. Mm -hmm. So it's not, we cannot do it faster. It's just that you also need a bit of a little bit of healing mm -hmm. and the body and the nerves to calm down so that you do not get so much uh, of a sensitivity with your teeth. Uh -huh. So the two weeks seems to be the sweet point mm -hmm. where we can start, we can finish, and you can have a comfortable beginning and an end. Wow. That is so wonderful. So when someone comes in, what do they tell you they want that you tell them they can have it in two weeks? So they, they tell me, first of all, um, normally what I do is smile makeovers. Uh -huh. So they are unhappy either with the color of their teeth, shape mm -hmm. of their teeth, if it's crooked, mm -hmm. if the bite isn't okay. And they're always talking about something they've always wanted, mm -hmm. the color of teeth that they wanted or how they wanted their teeth to be straight. Yes. And some, interestingly enough, uh, or most I would say, have had orthodontic treatment, but mm -hmm. over the years they didn't wear their retainer mm -hmm. and their teeth are no longer straight right. and they don't want to go through the whole orthodontic treatment again. Yes. Or they've never really had straight teeth and they really never had beautiful teeth. Mm -hmm. And now they feel that this is my chance, yes. that this is what I want to do. And I think that the one story I can tell you that illustrates this point the best is I had a patient, she was 88 years old. She came to my office, oh. arthritis, all the fingers are bent. She could hardly walk straight. Oh. And she said, it's my birthday in December. So she, it was just right before in end of November. I want to have the whitest teeth on earth. Aww. And I said, why is that? He says, I've always dreamt of having white teeth. And I said, at age 88, you want to change all of your teeth, go through all of this work and all of this. That is my only wish. So that is what the person uh -huh. at that particular time, and this goes back to years and years of wanting something, uh -huh. dreaming of it. And now at the, for that person at age 88, that's it, I'm gonna have it. I don't care if it's gonna, I'm gonna be alive one year, two years, yeah. five years, it doesn't matter. So that's what is important is, that's right. is what is it that you want? What is it you're trying to do? So most of the patients and, and about 30% of my patients uh, do not live in Los Angeles. They fly from all over the world, or uh -huh. all over the United States. Uh -huh. um, they come knowing that within two weeks they're gonna be done, they make a vacation out of it uh -huh. because they don't have to spend that much time in my office. Uh -huh. They come in, we start the work, they do their things and then they come back and we finish the work. And those people also, um, they feel like now they have access to something that they've always wanted and they just wanna make sure it's done the uh -huh. right way the first time. So smile makeovers is the uh -huh. one with. So you. is the first appointment and the, the last appointment in that two-week period, is it the same amount of time? No, actually the first appointment is the longest. Mm -hmm. and the last appointment is about two to three hours only when we're cementing teeth. Uh -huh. And we're, we're cementing somewhere between 20, 24, 28 teeth. Uh -huh. So all brand new teeth, uh -huh. all brand new smile. Uh 
Oh. And uh, we have technicians there to make sure the color, everything is perfect. So one-on-one, -on -one, really personal type of uh, treatment and always holding your hand throughout the procedure to make sure everything is going well. That is amazing because truly there, there are so many people that I talk to uh, because I have been in the dentist chair a lot and I, I feel like I'm like an ambassador for saying, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. It's worth it. Uh, I had to do it. I couldn't live with this and I couldn't live without whatever, but I feel like I've talked to so many people that said, yeah, I feel like I'm just going to have to live with it, but I've always wanted a beautiful smile. I've always kind of put my hand in front of my mouth to, before I smile, because I've always hated this. I've, and I've always felt like I, and I do say, oh, don't live with a, something you don't love, a, a smile. Don't hide your smile. Don't hide your smile. But, and to hear you say, you know, you can really have the most beautiful smile, something you love in a matter of two weeks. Yeah. The entire mouth done. Entire, entire mouth done. In one appointment, two weeks later, the finish up appointment. I, I just think that's wonderful. Yeah. And, and that's just what makes it so much easier for be, people to want to do it because they know there is a starting point, yes. there's an end point. And then, then we get into how can we make that smile even better, right? So we, we get into the whole aspect of anti-aging dentistry. Yes, so, I, that's, what I, that's what I was just going to ask you, because I think that the subset of anti-aging dentistry is just so interesting, because what do people need to know about this? I'm glad you brought it up, because yeah. do our teeth and mouth change as we age? There is an aspect of it that creates an aging um, to the smile, to the face. Mm -hmm. So... Um, the first time I started to understand this aspect of it was when I was doing um, makeovers, collaborating with plastic surgeons, cosmetic dermatologists, LASIK surgeons, and we were doing a whole body sort of a um, makeover. And it always started with the teeth because if the person was going to do anything with a nose job or a facelift, mm -hmm. we couldn't really touch the mouth or manipulate it because we needed that whole area to be healed. Mm -hmm. So they would always ask me to start my work, mm -hmm. finish it, and then they would start their work. Oh, so they thought it was more important for their work yeah. that you have the mouth done first. Mouth done. And now what started to happen more and more the plastic surgeon or the cosmetic dermatologist would call me back and said, you know, whatever you did dramatically changed what I was going to do. <gasps> what did you do exactly? Because this is not the same face. This is not the same structure that I saw on the first consultation. So I started to look back and when started to look at all of the pictures and I started to look as what is it that I am trying to do? So let's look at where does the aging aspect come from? Number one, interestingly enough, I'm gonna talk about color mm -hmm. because that's the easiest one to notice, mm -hmm. right? Uh -huh. So as you get older, the enamel gets thinner. Mm -hmm. As you get older, the number and the amount of staining liquids that you have consumed has increased over time and the just the accumulation of all the staining and everything has made the teeth darker, right? right? And especially if there, there is any graying effect in the teeth, you look older mm -hmm. 
just because of the graying effect. So true. Now, I started to see graying effect more and more in the beginning of 2000, where I had not noticed it before. So now I started to look back and see what is it that's changing the color of the teeth so dramatically, even in younger people. So when, when you drink tea or coffee, mm -hmm. there's a yellowing effect mm -hmm. on the teeth. Mm -hmm. Even when you smoke cigars or cigarettes, there is a yellow, a darkish yellow color that be, as, as a result of it. When you drink anything like, like a green juice mm -hmm. or when you're having blackberry, mm -hmm. um, what starts to have in any of these green juices or blackberry, there's a graying effect mm -hmm. on the teeth. Now, what happened was a lot of the eating blueberries, blackberries became fat because it's so healthy. Wow. It's a healthy change. So the healthy change of it, what started, I started to see is everybody's juicing and everybody's drinking these green juices and everybody's having blueberries and blackberry and then yes. the graying effect started. Oh, so here they're being trying to be as healthy as they can, but right. they're aging their smile. Aging their smile. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, I am at heart, I'm a scientist. I always want to know what's the cause behind something, uh -huh. right? And then the other thing was that Having been a dentist for 35 years, I started to see staining of teeth to be so much more rapid than the beginning of my practice, than the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. So when we used to do whitening, whitening would last a year. Now, maybe whitening lasts a month or two. Why? You look at the diet and you look at the consumption of coffee, tea, all of these things, the consumption has gone through the roof. Oh. So I started to look back and where this actually changed was because of Starbucks. Oh. As Starbucks became more popular, the consumption of coffee went through the roof. As a result, whitening started to become more prevalent. As a result of the whitening products with peroxide in it, people started to have more sensitive teeth. Wow. And Starbucks is so strong. Yeah. They have very strong coffee. <laughs> right. I, I love Starbucks. Sorry, but it is a very strong coffee. So that is so interesting. Yeah. And then I was treating models and then the models would have white teeth outside, but stained teeth in the back. And I said to them, do you drink coffee? He says, yeah, I'd be I, I drink maybe six, seven cups of coffee a day. So, so how do you keep your teeth so white says i always use a straw oh my gosh don't right? let them, so they don't let it touch the front of their mouth yeah but oh. what happened with those same models because i saw them year after year after year i started to see smokers sort of wrinkles around their lips and i asked them do you smoke and they said no i said why do you have these wrinkles and they said i don't know i don't know i don't know and then i started to go back i said do you use a straw still and they said yeah and use of that straw constantly, oh, that yes. small straw. That pucker oh, on that's the That's right. Then you have these wrinkles around the lips. So you, you start to take this apart. So there's a graying effect and the darkening and staining effect. So color definitely affects. Now, there are certain types of medications you take that also could change the color of the teeth as well. 
That's why elderly also you see much more graying of the teeth is because mm -hmm. they're also on multiple medications. So oh, that also has yes. to be paid attention to. Then the second part of it is that people that are clenchers and grinders, especially female, uh -huh. what you see over the years, the whole jaw in particular starts with the lower jaw, starts to crowd and their whole arch narrowing and then the upper arch, there is a narrowing effect. And these are more associated with people that are clenchers because due to the force that are constantly being applied to their teeth and the movement and the teeth are in transition, this whole change comes about. And because there is crowding, all of a sudden your whole face goes inward oh. and your lips starts to change due to the change that is happening with the teeth. <gasps> wow. So that's, it's like your face is falling. Face is falling. Ooh. Face is falling. I don't want to clench anymore. <laughs> okay. So now you look, people have come to me uh, always, it's also because of Instagram. They're taking pictures, their selfies, all sorts of things. So they're looking at, at themselves a lot more than they've ever had, uh -huh, right? Uh-huh. So sometimes people come and say, listen, I see, I have these black holes next to my teeth and my cheeks, but I didn't have it. Look at my picture. I didn't have it. Why do I have it now? Now, people that have actual narrow arches. Now, part of the reason for a narrow arch, it could be they gone to an orthodontist. There was crowding. Orthodontist removed some teeth which was very prevalent, still some degree there is, due to taking off the teeth, the arch narrowed. And what happened, there is a fat within the cheeks. And as you get older, past age 28, 29, 30, when you lose that fat, all of a sudden, there is a black hole next mm. to your teeth and your cheek when you're smiling. And that also gives you a little bit of an older looking <gasps> aspect. But more importantly, because you've lost the fat, what happens, the cheeks go for support to where the teeth are. And if you have a narrow arch, the cheeks go in. Oh, wow. And is all of this fairly easy to correct? Yeah. So the takeaway first yeah. is your teeth are supporting your cheeks and your lips. So yeah. that's, that's the basis of it, right? Yes. So if your teeth are inward, you have a thin upper lip. If your teeth are too far out, you have a thicker upper, maybe than lower, lower or lower th uh, lip is thicker. So now you understand the role of the teeth. Now what we do, we take an impression and we start to build out the teeth in the laboratory with wax as to where we think it should be. <gasps> and we start to build out the upper teeth if it's too far back uh -huh. to give you lip support. And we start to build the arch uh, to give you cheek support. Wow. Okay, so when you're doing a facelift, what you're doing, exactly what you just said, you said everything is falling right? Uh -huh. So we're lifting. <gasps> that lifting action is what 
gives you that youthful look again. The thicker lip is what gives you the youthful look again. So that's how we are overcoming some of the deficiencies and we are building it to a point where you have support in your cheeks and your lips. And that's why the cosmetic surgeon and plastic surgeon said, this is not the same face that's I right. consulted on. That's right. That is just amazing. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. So I want to take a short little break right now and do something that we do on every podcast. We do two things very consistently with every podcast. First thing is a drink of the day. And we try to do our drink of the day that is part of the podcast. Okay. And this drink is called the homemade boba tea. We read that milk and green tea are two of the most enamel-friendly drinks. So I created a drink that contained both. Hmm. This is an iced tea. You take two tea bags of green tea, three teaspoons of honey, a quarter cup milk of choice. We have almond milk here. A quarter tapioca pearls. Step one is to prepare the tapioca pearls as instructed on the container and set aside. Then steep the tea packets and allow to cool to room temperature. In another glass, add the honey, milk, and ice. Once combined, Pour in the tapioca pearls and tea while mixing well. Serve with an eco-friendly straw and enjoy. So cheers. Cheers. This is great. I hope you enjoy this. So all of you listening out there can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com and you can see our beautiful completed drink mm. and you can see our recipe and prepare this for yourself. It's very good, isn't it? It's so really good and re really refreshing. So now, interestingly enough, Remember how I was telling you that the thin straw was causing the wrinkles? Yes. So th having this thick straw mm -hmm. does not cause wrinkles. <gasps> really? Yeah. So if you're drinking this, even though it may have green tea and all of these different things and some staining liquids in it, mm -hmm. as long as you're using a thick straw, so it has to be a cold drink, then mm. you don't get the staining that you would have normally gotten. I love hearing that <laughs> because it also is an eco-friendly straw and it is very, very thick. Oh, good to know. 
all of my straws from now on will be thick. And I used to use a straw with every drink because, like I said again, going to the dentist, I would have sensitive teeth at certain times if I was having some work done. So I started using a straw. But I would try not to pucker too much around my straws because I had heard that that's not good either. I've never been a smoker, but I didn't want to have that look. But good to know a fat straw like that is not as bad for you. No. Good. Okay. So let's pick back up where we left off with anti-aging dentistry. I love knowing all this, and I love that they would come to you first, and then the doctors would say, whoa, wait a minute. This is a completely different look. Yeah. That is very wonderful. So now, of course, we want to look our best, but aging gracefully is almost even more about feeling our best. Teach us about microbiome. So microbiome um, is an often misunderstood concept because, uh, first of all, the definition of microbiome is a group uh, of microorganisms mainly made out of bacteria. And this is where people sort of misunderstand the whole concept of bacteria. Mm -hmm. We are, first of all, made of bacteria, us as a human being. Uh, there is a hundred trillion bacteria in our body to 10 trillion human cells. Wow. 10 to one. Wow. Number one. Number two, bacteria is what is actually helping us with digestion. Mm -hmm. is why is uh, helping us with vitamin K production, which is the reason why bleeding stops. Coagulation mm -hmm. is due to vitamin K. Vitamin K is being produced by bacteria in our body. Mm. And also the whole concept of dopamine and serotonin, which are the mood transmitters in the brain, are mainly dependent on the bacteria in the gut. Mm -hmm. So the bacteria in so many different ways are performing a very vital function. So the microbiome is mainly good bacteria with some bad bacteria in it, some viruses and other things in it. So the microbiome is there to protect us from viruses. No, this is, uh, it's, it's there to protect you against disease and infection, mm -hmm. any kind. Oh, okay. Right mm -hmm. now, w we first go, and the whole idea of microbiome and why I became so interested in it mm -hmm. was based on one fact: mm -hmm. How did we ever survive for thousands of years without modern medicine, without antibiotics, without any of these things, living in caves, living in in the desert, living in the forest, all of this, how did we ever survive? No vaccines. How did we survive? Uh -huh. And the one thing that I actually started to see that was common to a defense mechanism that the body has on its own was the microbiome. Mm -hmm. Now, where is the microbiome? That's where the interesting part is. Our skin is covered by microbiome. So there is communication between your skin outside and inside of your body because your skin is full of pores. Mm -hmm. So when you sweat, the sweat is coming out of the pores. And if there are pores, that means things can easily get into your body. So why is it that we're not constantly getting sick if things are constantly going in uh, through our body, through the skin? Mm -hmm. Is the microbiome protecting us? Mm -hmm. 
when was the last time you had ear infection? Yes, uh, I can't even remember. Yeah, the reason is there is microbiome in your ears. <gasps> well, when was the last time you had eye infection? I cannot remember. Pollution, all sorts of things in the air uh -huh. is the microbiome that's covering your eyes, that's protecting your eyes. Wow. The same thing inside your nose is there's a microbiome. In your mouth, there's a microbiome. In your gut, there is microbiome. And also um, in the birth canal, there is microbiome. So the initial introduction of a microbiome to a baby is through natural birth. Oh. So, and that's also part of the reason when the baby is born, the baby's placed on the skin of the mom uh -huh. is right there. The they get exposed to the microbiome that's on the skin. Oh. So the microbiome is a key part of immunity and key part of defense mechanism. Oh. So it could be that it is your second immune system. So people always think the reason you don't get sick is because you have a strong immune system. Uh -huh. Your immune system doesn't really kick in until there is an infection or inflammation. And the thing that's stopping the inflammation and the infection is the microbiome. Mm -hmm. So how is it protecting you? Just the sheer fact that it is covering your entire mouth, covering your entire skin, it doesn't allow bad bacteria, bad viruses to come in and attach. The, the virus or the bacteria have to come into the, your body somehow, attach and be able to grow. Mm. And if that real estate is already taken, it's much more difficult for it to attach and also grow. The second part of it, because within the microbiome, there's already some viruses and some bad bacteria, but at a very, very low level, it is working with your immune system to create antibodies to make sure if the levels of these bad bacteria and viruses go up, the antibody is there to help mm -hmm. destroy the bacteria and the virus that's coming and invading your body. Mm. Now, the next question that I have for you, do you take antibiotics every day? No, I don't. In fact, I try my best not to ever take antibiotics. So that is what everybody thinks. Now let's look at our lives. If, even if you're eating some organic food, even with organic food, there is some level of pesticides that's getting in there due to the water. Mm -hmm. there, there's contamination of the water. Mm -hmm. Pesticide is an antimicrobial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So already, so when you eat vegetables and all of these things, there is some form of antimicrobial that's penetrating your body. Uh-huh. When you use uh, hand sanitizers, they're antimicrobial, they're penetrating your skin. Mm -hmm. So hand sanitizers are good only and mainly when there is no access to soap. Soap mm -hmm. does not destroy your microbiome, but, anti, but hand sanitizers do. The wipes that we use on the counters that has the antimicrobial things, we're touching that, we're touching the food we're eating. We're constantly inundated with that. Now you go and you start to look at the dishwashing soap. Mm -hmm. You look at the washing machine soap. 
it all talks about antibacterial, antibacterial. All of these things are all around us mm-hmm. and they're constantly being inundated. Now, the worst one is the mouthwashes we use, they're antibacterial. Oh. The toothpaste you use has antimicrobial uh, components to it. So we are inundated by antibiotic, antimicrobial products all day, all day long. I am always swishing with mouthwash. Yeah. It's like always. Yeah. Because I had so much dental work, I'm back to always that, but I shouldn't be doing that. So we're going to talk into what what should we be doing. And, but the fact of it is that this microbiome is being destroyed. <gasps> the, the microbiome is being destroyed. And what's being destroyed is your first line of defense. What's being destroyed is part of your immune system, right? So interesting. What was so interesting for me was when I started to look at graphs, in particularly starting in 1970s till present time, you look at the rate of infectious disease, that rate has been steadily going down due to antibiotics, mainly due to antibiotics, right? Mm-hmm. But yet you see a reverse graph of and, uh, the autoimmune disease going up straight up to the same level of infectious disease, starting in 1970 and now is as highest level. So part of the worry and the concern is by destroying this microbiome, we are changing things that the body's response is getting altered. And that's why it is very important to understand the effect of toxins and antimicrobial on a cumulative basis. Uh So a lot of products, when they do testing for safety, they're looking at it over at one week, two week, one month, two months. But when you're using a mouthwash over a lifetime, when you're using toothpaste over a lifetime, when you're eating vegetables that has the pesticides in it over a lifetime, there's a cumulative effect of toxins. And these cumulative effect of toxins is very difficult to really measure because they go into your tissues. They get absorbed into your tissues, absorbed into your organs, and some of it also gets secreted, but you don't know how much of it is actually in your body and staying. And how is that affecting you and how that effect is making you react to different illnesses and diseases? Uh-huh. And we always wonder, why is this person that's exposed to all of this, he never gets sick. The other person that's so worried about everything gets sick. So there's differences, and some of these differences also is a cumulative effect of these toxins and antibacterial products that are all within our body. I'm blown away by this. Yeah, so now we, we start to look at, you brought up a very interesting point. So I use mouthwash all the time. Not only you, most, I, yes, most people do, uh-huh. right? So are the mouthwash companies are trying to do something that's harmful to you? Well, the primary point of what they were trying to do was they knew, they knew that in order for you to have cavities, there is a bad bacteria that causes cavity. In order for you to have gum disease, there is a bad bacteria that causes gum disease. In order for you to have bad breath, most of the time is due to a particular type of bacteria that's causing bad breath. So if we know 
these bacteria and there is a way that we destroy them. So then we're not going to have any of these problems. So the premise and the whole research in terms of dentistry in the past 70 years has been focused on killing bacteria mm -hmm. because that is what is causing all these other problems. So here is the thing. The thing is, if this was the correct way of going about oral health, why do we still have cavities? Why do we still have bad breath? Why do we still have gum disease? There's something about this that doesn't really work, mm -hmm. right? Right. And then you look into it and you say, okay, the reason why this mouthwash is antiseptic is because it has alcohol in it. But if alcohol is, in, is a neurotoxin, how is that affecting you? So some of the talk about this, what are you talking about? They're just rinsing and, and spitting it out. So we did a study that when you rinse with a mouthwash that has a dye in it, which is green, purple, yellow, blue, and everything, mm -hmm. and has the alcohol in it, within 60 seconds of you rinsing, the alcohol is already in your blood and the dye is already in your blood. And within five minutes, the amount of dye in your blood still goes higher. Why? Because your mouth is the most absorbent part of your body. So a person who's having heart attack, they tell them to put nitroglycerin underneath their tongue. Uh -huh. Why? Because the rate of absorption underneath the tongue is faster than if you swallow the pill. Uh -huh. So if you're using these products in your mouth, they're getting absorbed into your body. <gasps> Gosh, my brain is just racing because us, all the girls here, all my staff, how many times do I say, I'm going to go swish. I've got to go swish. I carry the little bottles of mouthwash in every purse, everywhere, all the time. I'm going to go swish. Yeah. It's, it's like... Killing me right now. Right. It's killing and, and, me. And it also started to get me so frustrated because as a dentist and more importantly, as a scientist, some of these things didn't add up, didn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. So we know that the bacteria causes these type of things. So what do we do? So there was a landmark study on homeless kids in Manila where they were suffering from what is called juvenile periodontitis, which means that at a very young age, they have gum disease to the point that the gum and the bone is receding at a very rapid pace and they lose their teeth. Uh -huh. And there is a particular bacteria called AA bacteria, which infects more than one and a half billion people in the world. And what this bacteria does, it actually attacks the gum and the bone on the four lower front teeth four upper front teeth and back molars. The rest of the mouth is still okay, but these particular areas are where the gum disease was. So in that study, which took 10 years, they asked the kids to rub sea salt on their gum twice a day. Mm -hmm. And they followed them. And what was interesting is that the disease stopped. But when they tested the AA bacteria was still present. So let's look at this. You don't have to destroy the bacteria, which in order to destroy that bacteria, you have to destroy everything else, right? Uh -huh. You don't have to destroy the bacteria to get rid of disease. So what is actually causing the disease is the toxins 
from the bad bacteria, which was the AA bacteria. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, we know the actual toxin from the bacteria that causes gum disease, cavities, and also bad breath. We know the toxins that they produce, right? So what I started to do was I started to do research on a line of oral care products that's first of all certified non-toxic. So what does that mean? That means in all of the studies that are being done, it doesn't destroy your normal cells, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which when you add dyes, when you add um, chemicals, when you add alcohol, you cannot be certified non-toxic. You cannot be non-toxic. Mm-hmm. That also comes as a, a huge revelation to people that oral care products are not non-toxic. They are toxic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But just like, because in dental school, we call them chemotherapeutic agents. Mm. We call Listerine chemotherapeutic mm. agent. That's what we call them. Mm. What does that mean? That means that we know there's a chemical that's mm-hmm. destroying things. It destroys some good things, some bad things, but the, the fact that it's destroying the bad thing is good, for, is okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the main ingredient in these products is dead sea salt. Now, the, the reason for dead sea salt is the highest mineral content of any salt on earth. So when you use table salt, mm-hmm. there's 2% mineral. When you use um, Himalayan salt, mm-hmm. there's about 20% mineral. Um, when you, when you use sea salt, there's 20% and Himalayan salt is 40%. But when you use the dead sea salt, is 86% minerals. Your teeth is made out of minerals. Your, the bone is made out of minerals. So we started to look at the health benefits of that. It's very well known on the skin what it does. But we started to experiment with it. And one of the things we saw with our formula was we did not kill any bacteria, any bacteria but we neutralized somewhere between 80 to 90% of the toxins of the bad bacteria. Holy grail, holy grail. So now you have a way you can can neutralize toxins without destroying the bacteria. So that means your microbiome is safe. Wow. And you've created these products. Yes. And and it's been out now for seven and a half years. It's available in the, the name of the line is Lumino and yes. luminohealth.com, oralessentials.com is our website. And okay. also it is also on Amazon, which okay. a lot of people are subscribed yeah, yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. When For the listeners, uh, we will have that on uh, I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com. Right. Of course, we always ask all of our guests at the end of the podcast to tell the listeners where they can find you and your products. But we will also, of course, have that on our on our site because I know everyone's going to want to race out and get these products. I know I'm going to. Yeah. I cannot wait. I yeah. cannot wait. This is so interesting. But it gets more interesting. Okay, good. Because not that we understood, we don't want to destroy the microbiome. Uh-huh. We want to neutralize the toxins. Then the next part of it, I'm a cosmetic dentist, mm-hmm. right? So what is the number one concern of my patients? My teeth are too sensitive to for whitening. I can't whiten anymore. Or when I whiten, it doesn't last very long, Uh right? Mm -hmm. So I started to develop a formula with, in conjunction with the dead sea salt, with coconut oil, sage oil, and lemon peel oil to whiten teeth without peroxide. (gasps) What 
is causing the sensitivity is peroxide. Peroxide is an oxidizing agent. So the reason why you eat blueberries, blackberries, you always, everybody's talking about antioxidants. Uh-huh. Antioxidants are trying to take away and, and uh, clean up the free radicals that is due to the oxidization that's going on. Mm-hmm. So why would we want to use an oxidizing agent on our teeth mm-hmm. that we know over time can destroy the enamel, that can cause sensitivity, can cause um, gum irritation? It was because of its whitening effect and people didn't care about anything else but to have white teeth. But now we have an actual replacement to peroxide. And there's more than 54 studies that we have done. There are clinical studies on our website and everything. Again, I'm a scientist. We have done head-to-head studies to show our whitening is as good as the other major brands without the harm of the peroxide. Wow. And they're enamel safe. Now, I'm going to take it one step further, is you have to look at it from a 360 view is that how do how are we going to control the staining in your mouth? Uh-huh. So there is a stain repellent whitening pen I have created. <gasps> so when you're going to, you don't need to use a straw anymore. You put it on your teeth. You wait 60 seconds. You can drink wine. You can drink blackberry, blueberry, coffee, tea, and you're covered for two to four hours. There's no staining of your teeth. Really? Yeah. And if you leave it on, you don't drink or eat anything for half hour, there's an actual whitening effect to the teeth. That is fabulous. There is the whitening strip that you can put on to whiten teeth, including if there's any staining on crowns and veneers, uh-huh. the staining comes off of crowns and veneers because there's no peroxide, there's no harm in using it on dental restoration. Oh, that's fabulous. Because I have crowns, veneers, yeah. everything. Yeah. Every, every tooth in my mouth has been right. worked so, on. So if there's any external staining on it, you can take that away with <gasps> using the strips. And then there's the whitening toothpaste and whitening mouthwash. So we are making sure we're breaking down the stains that are coming on your teeth on a constant basis. So now you're not so worried yes. about what you're eating on a constant basis. And there are ways that we're preventing this. This is a whole suite of things with regards to whitening. Oh, wow. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. That is brilliant. And uh, you've answered every issue, every problem anyone could have. (laughs) Yes. I I absolutely love it. This is fabulous. So not only can someone come to see you and have a beautiful smile— they can keep that smile in a very healthy, non-toxic way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So, so you know, uh, just like you, I mean, if you, if you look at successful people, successful people are hardworking, of course. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. dedicated, of mm-hmm. course. But they're always trying to find ways to do something better. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is the why behind it? And how can I overcome these barriers? Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I have tried to do in so many different ways. So besides the book that I wrote on anti-aging dentistry, uh-huh. my second book was called The Hidden Epidemics, which talked about sensitivity, grinding, and one other thing, dry mouth. Yes. So there is this concept of dry mouth that a lot of people don't know about, 
but it is the most uh, number one reason that I see so much cavities in young and old people um, in my practice. There was a period of time, I would tell you, it was hardly I would see that much cavity in my practice, but over the last 15 years, that has changed. Mm -hmm. And that's mainly due to medications. Oh. So a lot of people don't know they have dry mouth. So there's certain things we got to talk about and why dry mouth is important. Yes. So if you're constantly drinking water because, uh -huh. not because just health-wise, but mm -hmm. you feel that there's a dryness in your mouth, mm -hmm. that it could be one symptom. If you keep a, a cup of water by your bed at night and you get up in the middle of the night and you drink water, there could be dry mouth there. If you wake up in the morning and you have to drink water right away because your mouth is so dry, is again dry mouth. Mm -hmm. Now, what could be the causes of dry mouth? Yes. Historically, was people that used to breathe through their mouth mm -hmm. and if they had allergies that they couldn't breathe through their nose. So deviated septum uh -huh. or allergies was causing breathing through their mouth. Huh. But that started to shift that, and also much older people because they were on medication. Uh -huh. One of the things that happened was a lot of people started to take anti-anxiety medications, antidepressants, and these are main categories of medications that causes dry mouth. They don't know the side effect. So medications, and there's a list of more, more than 450 medications. If you take Advil every day, if you take Tylenol every day, oh. you get dry mouth. So why is dry mouth such an important subject is because the saliva is the natural antibiotic that we have. It's the first line of defense against cavity-causing bacteria. When there is not enough saliva, what happens is that the cavity-causing bacteria run rampant. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you get uncontrolled cavities, especially on the root of your teeth. So there are people that go to the dentist every three months, every six months, the, the doctor always telling them that you have cavity, you have cavity. He says, but I, I take care of my teeth so much. It could be due to dry mouth. So that's a very important part. And that's the part that I see, uh -huh. the whole explosion that's going on. Uh -huh. And also this, the cannabis smoking and all that causes dry mouth as well. Uh -huh. so, so these are the kind of things we want to be careful of. Okay. And then, so what I did was I, again, we created a dry mouth mouthwash uh -huh. that increases saliva. Uh -huh. so, so the the thing that's going to be shocking to you is that if you have dry mouth, and you drink water, mm -hmm. it makes the dry mouth worse. Oh, interesting. Really? No, I'm going to tell you why. Because a person who has dry mouth has very little saliva. Uh -huh. The water dilutes that saliva even further. <gasps> you don't need moisture. You need saliva. So in the, in, in the dry mouth uh, mouthwash, there's cayenne pepper oil, which is an irritant that increases the saliva, there's coconut oil and also grapeseed oil. They all increase saliva. So we've done studies head to head with biotin again, oh, yeah. that shows that we increase saliva in people and how it improved their life and in terms of their uh, how their mouth felt because of the higher level of saliva. So my patients that have dry mouth, I tell them to rinse with a mouthwash 
at night before they go to sleep. Uh-huh. If they get up in the, ma- in the middle of the night, instead of drinking water, rinse with the mouthwash again to increase the saliva. And during the day, maybe two or three times rinsing with the mouthwash as well. Oh, that's so interesting. So that was the second book. And then the oh, third book yeah. is The Toxic Overload, which again, the mouth-body connection and talking about microbiome talking about all of these things. So what do we know of in terms of mouth and in terms of people that have gum disease, Mm -hmm. there's a higher propensity for heart disease, uh, for diabetes, for early term pregnancies, uh, and then the, the type of bacteria that the people with gum disease, they've also found it again at a much higher level with people in Alzheimer. So the mouth, is a very important part because yes. it's the init- initial point of digestion, but more importantly, because everything gets absorbed through the mouth, uh-huh. so it gets absorbed through the tissue. If your gums are inflamed and there is bleeding, it gets into your bloodstream and you also swallow things. There's multiple ways of everything getting through into your body through the mouth. So that's why when in the beginning you were saying how important is oral health and your mouth, this is why. This is part of the key part of it that we have to be uh, cognizant of. I'm just thrilled that you have been here to come here today and been able to tell us all of this amazing information. We've come to a point in the podcast now that is something else we do on every podcast, and that's a game of the day. Do you like playing games? I love games. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So we create a game that applies to our podcast topic and guest, and the name of this game is Who's Smiling? So, okay, for today's game, I'm going to test how well you know some of Hollywood's most famous smiles. I'm going to show you a photo of a zoomed-in smile, and you'll have to tell me who it belongs to. Okay, let's see. So, Secret Squad, I'm going to stop our podcast here, but you can head on over to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash I've got a secret podcast to watch us play this game and play along yourself. So this might be a really hard game for you. I, I might it would be. be. Let's hard see. For me. Let's see. Okay. So now before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. Sure. This podcast is all about sharing life-changing secrets. Do you have one major secret that you've learned that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, I think it is a concept and the concept is that, you know, when things are very difficult and you think you cannot get through something and all doors are closed, somehow if you persevere, something opens up. And that has given me, I think, so much hope. And you got to be crazy to want to create a new oral care product when you have companies with multi-billion dollar, multinational with all of these years of marketing. You have to have a passion, you have to have a belief, and you have to believe that all that research and what you stand for is gonna result in something good. So that's what keeps me going. And and I think the secret is perseverance, no I matter what. That. I love that, and I believe in that, and you make it very believable. Thank you for that secret. That was beautiful. 
So now please tell the listeners how to find both you and your practice and your products online. So my website is drmadahi.com, D-R-M-A-D-D-A-H-I.com. And um, for the products, oralessentials.com. And the name of the brand is Lumino. And also it's on, again, Walgreens, uh, Amazon, everywhere. Uh, Whole Foods, Sprouts. That's fantastic. Right, yeah. That is just fantastic. Everything you've shared today has just been brilliant and uh, life-changing, I know, for a lot of our listeners. So Secret Squad, as always, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for blogs, recipes, and behind-the-scenes photos. So I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.